an elite crew with all the best spider people in it? Who's the new guy? This is unbelievable. This is the lobby. Miguel O'Hara. The whole thing was his idea. What's a guy got to do to join this spider team? You can never be part of this. Don't even get me started on Doctor Strange and the little nerd back on Earth 1999-99. Come on, go easy on the kid. He had a terrible teacher. Peter. Miles. Mayday. You have a baby? I have a baby. I'll take it from here. Miles, being Spider-Man is a sacrifice. You have a choice between saving one person and saving every world. <gasps> Send me home. I can't do that. I can do both! Spider-Man, always. Not always. What about Uncle Ben? If not for Uncle Ben, most of us wouldn't be here. Can't stop me now! You can't run forever, kid! I can't lose one more friend. Miguel, this isn't what we talked about! You know? I have no idea what you're doing! Everyone keeps telling me how my story is supposed to go. Nah, I'm gonna do my own thing. All stations, stop Spider-Man. You, you know what me? And then I looked at my uncle and... Uh, let me guess. He died? <laughs> And welcome back to the Cinemania World Podcast, everyone. My name is Dwayne, and today we have another episode of the Hero Hour Show. This is the show we talk all things comic book media. I am joined by some guests from the Cinemania World team, some of my Hero Hour co-hosts. First we have from the Cinemania World team, we have Pat. Pat, hello. Hey, how's it going? It's very good to have you here, Pat, and... Lastly, we are also joined back here on the podcast. We have Meg. Meg, hello, welcome back. Hey, Woo-hoo. thanks for uh, thanks for having me. What's going on, Meg? How you been? How's everything? Good, good, good. Really excited to talk about this uh, movie. I saw it yesterday, and uh, I've just been thinking about it for like the last 24 hours. So mm, Yes. <laughs> so I'm glad I was able to get you here on this show uh, as soon as you saw it. You saw it yesterday. So, mm-hmm. uh, Pat, are you still on one watch right now? Is, is I am now on, I'm on two watches now. I oh, saw you it have again. seen it again. Okay, great. Because I, like, I need to see this movie. So. <laughs> Uh, I wanted to fit in a third this weekend, but I don't have much time to do that. So I'm thinking Tuesday I'm going to try to fit in one more watch uh, because there's a lot of stuff coming out. And I still haven't seen Boogeyman. I don't even know if I'm going to be able to see Transformers because uh, I'm probably going to want to watch this a fourth time. But with that being <laughs> said, everyone, uh, let's get into our spoiler thoughts on Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. If you haven't seen it, uh, please check it out. I mean, don't get left behind like the crowd this weekend because as of right now, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, I know this is not the box office show, but I'm just so happy, (laughs) $120.5 million domestically this weekend, which is an $85 million increase from the first one, which is fucking incredible. Yep. It, it this movie has made more money. I don't want to throw any strays, but I'm gonna. 
Black Adam. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Black Adam. It did not make more than Wakanda Forever, but you know, that was a big that was a massive movie. But uh Quantumania. Rest in peace, Quantumania. I love you, Modoc. <laughs> uh, I made more than Shazam 2, I mean by far. By like, yeah. By, that's by, so leaps. <laughs> <laughs> by leaps and bounds. Like I think Shazam, you know what's sad? Shazam made less than the first movies. Yeah. Whatever. Anyway. Uh it also and this is also really surprising to me. It beat Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Did it really? Only by like, oh yeah, only by like four or five million. Not a lot. Wow. Maybe like three million, but it did beat. I think Guardians was like one fifteen, one sixteen, yeah. and it beat wow. it. Wow! And wow! That incredible, absolutely incredible opening. Mm-hmm. I think if Little Mermaid was not in the mix, and you know some of these other movies. We're not in the mix. We would have had. We we probably would have had a bigger opening. But mm. I mean, I I can't even get mad about that. A hundred and twenty million dollars for Spider Verse. So congrats to everyone involved. I think that's a great opening. Super superhero fatigue is not a thing. Just make good shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, so excited. So let's get into the movie. First, I would, I actually uh, Pat, you was not on the review. So let's get your thoughts of the movie since you saw it on Tuesday. You went and saw it with me, Alex, uh, on Tuesday at the uh, at the screening, which was a mm-hmm. lot of fun. Oh, uh, so fun! <laughs> so <laughs> let's get your let's get your thoughts on the movie overall before we dive into everything. All right, uh, I absolutely loved it. Um, I was blown away. I I loved the first one. It was like one of the best movies a few years ago. But I it really I think exceeded my expectations in a lot of ways. I think it was more surprising than I was expecting it to be. Um, it's just a great movie. I I every part of it, whether it's the smaller character beats or just the crazy animation and the incredible sequences that they do and jump around all sorts of different animation styles like just the amount of work that probably went into this movie is just astounding from all different kinds of studios and i don't know i had a great time i thought it was amazing i really really can't wait to see where it goes um which in my second screening when the movie ended um (laughs) there was a lot of people shouting uh, who obviously didn't know about this movie's specifics as far as being a part one so Mm -hmm. It, it was a great movie, though. I really, really loved it. I, I, um, yeah. So both times that I saw it, Tuesday when you and I went, it was mm. press and public. And mm. when the movie cuts off, the reaction didn't feel like anger. It felt more like a holy shit, you know, mm-hmm. like that's how yep. it ended. And on Thursday when I went, I said this on the, uh, I said this on the review of the movie. Thursday when I went, Thursday night, the opening night crowd, when the movie ended, it was like a gasp. And then it was yeah. like tears. Like my <laughs> audience just broke out into uh, a sea of just cheers. And I was mm-hmm. not expecting that at all. But I mean, I was I, – I, so I don't get the sense of people being upset about this. I do think what would have what helped, like the reaction, is if they put the date under yes. Beyond the yes. Spider-Verse. Because yeah, we had you, one very vocal guy who was who was essentially screamed, "Don't tell me I have to wait three more years for this." And exactly. I was thinking, no, you don't. <laughs> exactly. The first one came out. I mean, if you're going into this blind, the first. I mean, you have every right to believe this is coming out mm-hmm. in five years. You know, yep, 100%. the first one came out in 2018. So I yep. do think 
they should have been like Miles Morales will return and Beyond the Spider Verse, March, blah 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 blah. You know, then people yeah. would be like, okay, okay, one year, all right, yeah, let's do this. You know, so <laughs> yeah. I I think I think I do think it was crazy the way it ended, but we'll get into that. Meg, let's get your overall thoughts of the movie before we go into spoilers. What did you think? I am so glad that I saw this one in theaters because I missed out on seeing the first one in theaters. I had to watch it when it started streaming. Mm. Um, So being able to experience it in IMAX, I was like, oh, my God. Like, I wish I could have felt this. Like, obviously, the first one is still very amazing and super emotional. But I feel like it's just different when you get to experience it the way it's, like, intended. So... Uh, you know, the, the animation was absolutely stunning. I love how experimental they get with certain shots and stuff. And that's the one great thing about animation. Well, one of the great things about animation is they can really just like go buck wild on things. Um, I thought the uh, Spider-Man 2099 was so good. I, I loved it. Oh. There was like a, a shot of him like when he's about to... um when he's about to bite someone and you can really see like the vampire side of him come out. And I was like, I was waiting for that. So good. Um, The score is really good. And the cliffhanger ending, like I, you know, I had heard that it was going to end on a cliffhanger, um, Mm -hmm. but I didn't expect it to be like a, like it like takes the wind out of you when it ends. I'm like, Oh wait, that's the end. Um, And there was a kid next to me. And um, I think my favorite part about watching the movie was like, outside of like the movie itself was like his reaction to things because I love what these movies do the way they incorporate like the comic books. Like they actually show you the comics that these characters are from and then they create like their own covers and like, yeah, they like really integrate the comics with the movies. It's just something I wish the live action stuff would do a little bit more. Um, But you know, these comics were coming up on screen and he's like, Oh, I have that one. Oh, I have this one. Oh, I want to go get this one. And like when he's, yeah, these little when the Spider Man like when they go to like the HQ, and you see all these different characters. He was like, "Oh, that's so and so, and that's Spectacular Spider Man." And I'm like, "Oh my god! Like, what a cool experience! Like as a kid, yeah. to like be able to actually like sit down and see this movie of like your favorite character. Like he had stuffed animals with him, of like Spider Man, and it it was awesome. But I think outside of that, like just the whole like the ambiance of the movie. I love the lighting. I love the different, the experimental shots. Like when, um, when she's walking, um, what is that building they were on? He said it was like a museum oh, or a bank. Yeah. When it flips. Oh, yeah. Yes. And it flips love and that. she puts her hair up mm-hmm. and it's like, mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, that's so good. I wish they did more <laughs> of that in live action. You know, yeah. but, I, there is, I mean, oh man, I listen so I, I think I audibly on air, I, I like I broke when, yeah, like I finished watching Shazam two, I, <laughs> I was just you can ask Pat. I think we did the spoiler, and I was just like, oh man, I just need something. I need something. And yeah. uh, Guardians three, I love Guardians three, but that is like different because it was like on, a, on an emotional level as far as like that movie. It was great, mm. of course, but. This one was like what I have been missing from CBMs for mm-hmm. I can't tell you how long. Like right. there's this is they set up okay, so the movie I I don't even want to call it setup because when you watch something like Amazing Spider Man 2, like the entire movie is a setup. 
the mm-hmm. last few minutes of this movie is more of like, okay, here's what's coming rather than the entire movie being like, this is a setup of like whatever. So mm-hmm. this movie, when it was going on, like I was just like, there was everything that I had been angry about as far as comic book movies the past like six months. I just punched the dragon. I sure did. I just, all that type of shit. <laughs> I love my life. Like all that shit is gone. There's no, hey, look, it's Val from fucking Thunderbolts in the movie here. Like, yeah. there's that. It's just, it's just a story. And, it's, and although yes. we have cameos galore, they serve I mean, a purpose. Exactly. The cameos serve a purpose. Like I spoke about this with with uh, with Hannah for Cinemania Live, and I'm like, the cameos are here, but there's not like a 30 second pause for the audience yeah. <laughs> clapping for the panel for like the cameo. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Donald Glover comes on screen. There's there's Oof. not like people just standing in front of each other like pausing so yeah. the audience can cheer. Like I just love the fact that this is it's at the end of the day. This is a Spider Man story about multiple Spider-Man, of course, yeah. focusing, the main focus is still always Miles, that's the anchor, is what I like to say, you know, of the movie, but it's just, I was so giddy watching this movie, you can ask Pat, mm-hmm. he was there, that was right, oh, yeah. the last like 30 <laughs> minutes, I'm tapping on his show, like, Pat, <laughs> I was going crazy, and I, I mm-hmm. loved it so much, the second time around, it was so good, when I saw it with the opening night crowd on Thursday, yeah, just a really, 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 really great movie. I don't think The Flash, I don't think... No. I, I'm excited for Blue Beetle, you know, but I don't think Flash and the Marvels and Blue Beetles, I don't know, dude, because this was uh, this was special. Really, yeah, really high special. Bar. The, way, the way it was all handled and stuff, and I cannot wait for next year. So if you're it's angry... It's like such a cool concept, too, that this character has so many different, like iterations of itself where it can have a whole movie where it's just that character but like spanning across you know how how long has spider-man spider-man been around and a lot of yeah a lot of people their only like thought of when they hear spider-man is like oh peter parker Mm -hmm. but this movie shows you that like obviously yeah peter parker is like plays a main like role in the life of spider-man but there's so many different like races and genders and body types of spider-man out there that i don't know i feel like seeing this as like a young kid your first reaction when you think of spider-man isn't going to be oh well i don't like spider-man it's just peter parker you know he's boring when it's like they have this whole plethora of different um spider-man characters it's not like yeah. when we were kids and spider-man was just toby Maguire. exactly you know? yeah and, and as a kid i i would have loved to grow up with something like the spider-verse movies because oh. mm-hmm. yes. they had a thick boy spider-man in that group Ooh, they, they had, did you see that had, one girl oh, oh my yeah god. oh my god yeah they the, uh, like, the, uh, like Spider-Man, the one the uh the one on the wheelchair that was like crutch and she yeah. hit the Oh, it was so great. Like, all that was just so great. The T Rex. The T Rex. The cat. <laughs> yeah. Was just, uh, yeah, it was just so great. But then focusing on spider people who are not the usual Peter Parker, white. We have 
uh, Spider-Man India in here. Yeah. That was so cool to see and see that world. I love what he did had... with like his bangle. I thought that was so like mm. so like to that character. I'm like, I love how they take the 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 powers of Spider-Man but make it so unique to every single one of them. I agree. And and then Spider Punk. I, I haven't I didn't see the the face of Spider of Spider Punk until Tuesday. So if that was like going around, I didn't know how he how the how they were gonna make him look. Uh, they were kind of c- keeping them him away from the marketing a lot, you know, when the movie was coming out. But when he took the mask off, I was like, "Oh, he has dreads. He's black. Yeah. <laughs> he's like he's like punk rock. Obviously, he has these. He has the damn platformer boots. And oh man, mm-hmm. I thought it was so good as far as the different iterations of Spider People. And mm-hmm. this is, I heard a lot of people say that this is what they wanted Multiverse of Madness to be because. This actually feels like a multiverse. This yeah, feels right. like different universe. Everybody's universe is different. We have the color palette changing of Gwen's universe. Then we have the the kind of distortedness of Spider Punk's world and his character. And then we had, you know, we had that that, that Leonardo um, da Vinci uh, with the mm, vulture yeah. and stuff. Yeah. You know, with that, and then we had Lego Spider Man World in here. Yeah, that was awesome. That was so great. Uh, yeah, so I just love the fact that it feels like we are going to different universes here. You know, we have the very futuristic yeah. high tech universe of uh, Nueva uh, Nueva New York with Spider Man twenty ninety nine. So all of that was just really really good here. The way they captured everything. So yeah, I just thought it was. I just thought all that stuff was great. So. Going into the story, I don't even know where to really start. But I guess my first question for you guys is kind of, were you expecting them to be so forward with the Gwen Stacy storyline? Because I think that was the arc in the movie, was her going from no, you know, she's out of this band and she she has no friends and stuff, to having her own band by the end and as far as spider people the one from you know we had the spider people from in here as well as spider-man noir coming back and we had penny parker coming back as well and spider pig was right there too so that was really cool so uh pat i'll start with you regarding just the gwen stacy stuff of the movie what did you think I absolutely loved that they used Gwen as more of a co-lead in this one. I thought she was one of the best parts of Into the Spider-Verse. Um, I wasn't expecting the movie to start with like a 20-minute um, Gwen sequence that was so powerful and so emotional and set up some of the best payoffs later on in the movie. Um, and it just highlighted, you know, even her fight with Vulture in the beginning. Just seeing those two styles clashing together like that was such... I've like never really seen anything like that besides like, I don't know, Space Jam where it's like live action meets like cartoon, but to see two different cartoon art styles, like actually fighting each other and interacting. And then you get like the other spider people coming into the mix. It was all a great way to start the movie. And then it felt like Gwen was, I know Miles is definitely the anchor, like you said, Dwayne, but Gwen Mm -hmm. felt like more of like a, an integral part of this one as far as a perspective, um, which I thought was a good choice. She's a great character, um, adds a lot to the story. And when it, when it kind of came back around and she talks about, you know, I found a band like it and all kind of thematically came back together. It really made you realize how important she was to the whole thing. And to have her kind of be in an awkward position throughout the whole movie of, 
where she was at with the other spider people and with Miles kind of stuck mm-hmm. in between. I thought that was, it lent itself to a lot of great drama too. So I, I loved Gwen in this movie. Uh, Meg, how about you? What did you think about the, the overall arc for Gwen Stacy? I loved it. She was one of my favorite parts of the first movie. Um, and having it open with her, like I didn't think that they were going to focus too much on her. Cause I really didn't know what to expect from this movie at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but opening up with her and like seeing how like her story evolves throughout the movie where like she has to it's it's so I guess I'll start with the Peter Parker situation in her life. Um, I loved finally seeing like what actually happened to her Peter Parker mm. and how it like goes to when she's with Miles finally back in his world, how she's saying like whenever Gwen meets up with Spider-Man, like it doesn't end well, you know? And I thought that that was a really great moment. And I just love her character. Like I I haven't really read too much about uh, any of the Spider-Men actually. So this is why I feel like kind of blind when I'm going into these movies. Um, But she's so unique in the way that she even moves throughout the movie is like about like it's a ballet almost yeah oh my god and um i think seeing her home life more helps you understand why she's so like um hard towards other people and shies away from other people and then seeing her evolve throughout the movie to where she's opening up more and she wants to do more and even in the situation of oh well like Miles is like an incursion like he's a not he's not supposed to be Spider-Man and how it's their job to like eliminate him how she still was like trying to protect him in ways Mm. that like you know weren't as harsh as what Miguel wanted but I don't know I, I I think she's probably my favorite part of this movie and I know there's a lot of people saying that online at least that like they get a lot of like trans imagery from her and her journey. Mm-hmm. So I really hope if, if she is actually trans that they come out and say it. So like, you know, she can be an outspoken trans character in, especially in times like now, um, yeah, I, instead I of, instead of just like teasing it, you know, beyond of like, Oh, this character might be gay. Yeah, it could be. It's up to your interpretation, but I think she's great, and I'm glad that the next one is in March, so I don't have to go too much longer, you know, mm-hmm. trying to figure out what's going to happen to her. And I'm someone who, listen, I'm going to be honest, I, I'm someone who's been like, I would love to see more of Gwen, too. Like, I would love mm-hmm. to see uh, Gwen. I was so happy to see more of the backstory, more yeah. of, like, I will say I did not like her dad. I just let me just get this off my chest. <laughs> I don't really think you're uh, supposed to like it too. Yeah, much. and like even by the ending, because okay, they always do. They 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 do these hard fathers in movies, and I get it. Like Miles' dad in the in the you know in the first one, you know. But there's sure. still like you understand him. You know, Miles' thought like father. He's just trying to understand, and clearly uh, his son thinks that his brother is cooler of you know of them both. You know, so he's hanging out with his brother a lot. Like you, you can you can understand why, uh, why like why Jeff is so hard on Miles. Mm-hmm. This one, this dude, I cannot. I, I'm sorry, but I I you I cannot respect someone who holds a gun up to their child. I don't yeah. care if you're the law. I don't care if I took an oath. I don't care, dude. Like I was once he did that, I was like, okay, I'm not, I know they're gonna reconcile at the end. 
most likely, but I'm also on this fella. So, (laughs) yeah, you know, when you actually think about it, it is pretty wild that he, you know, he catches her, doesn't really even catch her, he just walks up on her. And she takes her mask off. And then, you know, I'm full-fledged thinking, oh, yes, take your mask off because this uh-huh. is going to, like, this is going to sway him. He's going to have, like, a step-back moment where he falls to his <laughs> knees, you know, drops his gun. No, he just pulled that thing up, like, further. I was like, oh, my oh, God. All right, brother. I mean, <laughs> because Uncle I mean, Uncle Aaron, he's, he's going after Miles as Spider-Man. He doesn't know it's Miles. As yeah. soon as he realizes it's Miles, he does not, like, Oh, I'm sorry. I gotta do this. You know, I gotta like yeah. kill. No, he just puts the mask back on, and then before he can even think about what to do next, he gets shot by Kingpin. You know, mm-hmm. great. Fine. But uh, yeah, I just I had her dad. I was I like, think it yeah. almost makes him matter that that's his yeah. daughter. You know, yes. And maybe 100%. that's just the way he's reacting, where he's like, he doesn't want to believe it, but it's like, mm-hmm. no, dude, that's your kid. <laughs> like, even and- the end, even like the ending, he still was like, the only reason why I'm accepting this is because I quit. So yeah. like, dude, what about this job? I don't know, dude. It was just. Weird. I mean, in his defense, and I, I really didn't like him either. But in his defense, <laughs> it seemed like Peter was essentially a son to him too. Like he spent yeah. all the time with them. So I mean, I could see if you spent months trying to like go after Spider Woman and to get revenge, like kind of still being a little messed up, even when you see the truth. But uh, yeah, he's yeah. kind of an asshole. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was like, dude, what's his problem? So, all right, let's go into like getting into Miles Morales here. He's older. Of course, he's doing the school thing still, um, yeah. getting in trouble at school. All the stuff with him and his mom and dad were great. I love that we got more of Rio here as well, too. Yes. Uh, there was yep. a lot more of his mom here, just seeds with them, too. Uh, this goes back to the trailers, though. I, the tra- I, I, uh, it's like, I sometimes wish Sony was like MCU when it came to trailers sometimes. It just, like, didn't show anything. Because yeah. even starting this show, the second trailer... Like, you know, the whole scene with, like, you know, you don't belong here, you know, Miguel Mm. versus Miles is in the trailer, you know. Uh, Obviously, you don't know the context, but it's in the trailer. And the first trailer is, you know, him and his mom talking and that whole scene at the, you know, under the roof or whatever, you know. So I wish some things were held. That's why after trailer two, I didn't watch a a thing after, like, I didn't watch anything regarding trailers at all. So... I was still pretty much surprised at everything that I see, but I, w- I would have wanted to keep that under wraps a little more. But yeah, I loved all of that. Uh, and then we uh, then we finally go into the Spider Society, and this is when the cameos and all that stuff start to go crazy. I wanted to get you guys' thoughts on all the Easter eggs. Of course, we already spoke about Donald Glover. And whatnot, they had Insomniac Spider-Man in here from the video game. Another cool thing that I saw, which was really dope, was when Miles went back to his dorm, his roommate Genki was playing Spider-Man 2. I thought it was Spider-Man 1 from PS4, but he was playing the new one. And that was really cool. So what did you guys think of all the Easter eggs and all the uh, the cameos that were here? The main one was, was you know, the Lego, the Lego Spider-Man stuff. Uh, him a uh, spot going to Venom's world was kind of funny. Mrs. Chen. Oh, that was kind of funny. 
uh, even though I hate those movies. Anyway, uh, so Dang. that was <laughs> that was pretty cool. Uh, yeah, and then small kind of Easter egg slash cameos uh, when they were kind of doing the big revelation scene with Miles and you know telling him what what has to happen. We saw Andrew Garfield. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, just all all this was already footage from other movies. So it was footage from Amazing <laughs> Spider-Man, and then we saw Tobey Maguire and Uncle Ben and. They're all explaining how this is all a canon event and these have to happen. So I thought those were all really great. Although my my, my one question is, uh, was Uncle Aaron not like his event? Like, no, I know because he uh, says it's like the captain is like yeah. his dad becomes a captain and then he's supposed to die. Yeah, it seems like there's more than just yeah. there's like the Uncle Ben event and then there's like the captain event. God damn, I think so are two trauma. separate. Yeah, Spider Man's got a he's got a struggle, man. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta have some trauma in your life. Yeah. Because and then with uh and then with uh, Andrew, I thought, you know, another good thing would have been showing the Gwen Stacy, but I guess it's yeah. not just just like close deaths. It's like somebody in this universe has to die. And I guess that's mm-hmm. Captain Stacy. So what did you guys think of the that, you know, all the uh, Easter eggs. It's always to you, Meg. Any of the Easter eggs that you like the most, like Donald Glover or anything like that? What you think? I got to say, I think the Donald Glover one was my favorite because I was not expecting that at all. Like, you know, you're expecting to see, like, I, like first of all, I wasn't expecting any live action cameos. But one of my friends was like, oh, yeah, there's live action ones. And I was like, how are they even going to do that? Like, yeah, yeah, do that and make not make it look goofy. But it it was really well done, and I think I, I really loved um, I really loved his suit. Um, his All suit was suit. yeah, the suit was dope. And and then you're thinking like, okay, well, what does this mean for like the MCU? Like, is he so he's like confirmed to be Prowler in the MCU? That's awesome. Like, when is he going to show up? Um, <laughs> Uh, well, at least as Prowler. Um, I thought that I so yeah, Donald Glover. That one was my favorite um, because I just wasn't expecting it. Um, and then Andrew Garfield. I thought that was really well done. You know, it's just old footage, but it's still cool to see because for a while I feel like <laughs> I feel like Andrew Garfield was kind of like ignored as Spider Man in a sense, unless like you really love the movies. No one was really talking too much about him. So it's cool to see like the renaissance of his character. Um, the Tobey Maguire footage was really well done. I was kind of hoping for maybe a little bit more of, you know, like a like a three D thing, like what they did with Andrew. But you know, back yeah, that would have been kind of cool to see it. Like, yeah, like the way Andrew was. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you know, I was kind of hoping for like an MCU one, unless there was one and I missed it. But I don't remember seeing a Tom Holland Spider Man thing in there. I don't I, they probably has he had his like uncle ben I moment mean, well yeah 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 Aunt May. that would have been nice yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um i okay so i was actually looking deeper into that scene when i watched it again mm-hmm. and they have a bunch of pictures before they get into like the footage they they have pictures mm-hmm. of people, spider people losing their person and or just like events and one yeah. of them was the kiss from spider-man one yeah, I saw that. And yeah, that was like cool. And then I think I saw another one with uh with Andrew and somebody, but there's probably a reason they couldn't do the the you probably. know Tom any Tom Holland stuff. Mm, uh but probably. I think uh yeah, but I mean what they were able to do get 
Donald Glover in there. I guess if you don't really clarify who he's playing, he could just be in here, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I thought that was – I thought – yeah, I thought the way that was all done was really good because it wasn't also too – like they didn't – those scenes wasn't for those cameos. Like if you catch them, if you're a big enough fan, you'll get it. Mm-hmm. If you're not, mm-hmm. if you're like someone who just a casual and you've seen Into the Spider-Verse and now you're coming to see this – and you see that, and you know you won't if you don't understand the cameo, like you you won't you'll be fine, you know, like you'll be fine. Yeah. I, and you I'm could sure. obviously tell it was Prowler, so it was like, okay, this is just right. another universe's Prowler. Like even if you didn't know it was Donald Glover, you'd be like, oh, okay, this makes sense. Right, mm-hmm. right. So I I really appreciated that, and uh, also just the way just the way that. Just, just the way that it didn't rely on any of the surprises as well, too. And it's not like, because I feel like if you're watching Multiverse of Madness and they, you know, Reed Richards come comes out of nowhere, you know, the uh, Reed Richards, I mean, as someone who's a casual, you would have no idea why the audience is like going <laughs> for Don as Reed Richards. So yep. I think in here they didn't do it. If you under if you know why it's like a big thing for to have Donald Glover's prowler in here, then cool. Otherwise if you're a casual, you can just look at this, oh they got like a they got like someone famous to be in the movie. That's like a cameo. Mm. Cool. <laughs> like Childless Gambino. So I think it goes yeah. both ways as far as like the way they were able to handle that. So yeah. Pat, it says you said it, your thing got con- disconnected. I think. Yeah. It's can fine. you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. You good? Okay. Cool. <laughs> okay. So we should be, so we should be good. Uh, all okay. right. So let's continue here. Uh, let's go into the big. I guess the the big battle of the movie is the chase, and um, mm-hmm. the chase for Miles. Miles finds out that you know his dad has to die. Spot's gonna go kill him, and these Spider Man just gonna let him d- do it. Because he has to go, and uh, Miles is not having it. In this part, we also get Spider Punk just like being like, "Nah, I ain't gonna do it," <laughs> and he leaves, which I, you know, I appreciated because you can tell that he was kind of like he he. It was cool how Spider Punk initially was. You could tell he like he wasn't really vibing with Miles, but then as they were going through the society and stuff, he kind of felt for him a little bit. Uh, when he when he asked Gwen, he's like, "How does how much does he know about all this and stuff?" And uh, yeah, you can tell that throughout that scene, he just did not agree with what they were talking about as far as like he has to, you know he has to let his dad die. And I like mm-hmm. the fact that Spider Punk is the one who tells him to use your whole hand for the electricity and not just your fingers. Uh, and when he when they try to lock Miles into that little cube thing. Mm-hmm. That, a really good touch that spider punk is the one who helped who basically helped him get out so yeah we go into that big that big chase scene and then the reveals that i think we mentioned it a little earlier that miles is the original anomaly which mm-hmm. is crazy and how that spider was supposed to go to earth 42 which is why it was number 42 we'll get into that but what did you guys think about that big revelation regarding miles being Miles essentially not supposed to be Spider-Man. I'll start with you, Pat. Mm. Um, I thought, I mean, I, I looked it up and it was confirmed by the creators of the movie, but I thought it was a nice way to address the kind of toxic perspective in a lot of places online that Miles Morales isn't Spider-Man and they refuse to accept that he's Spider-Man. So a lot of that was kind of echoed through Miguel 
um, and I thought a very interesting way where, I mean, from his perspective, when you get to know Miguel and what he's been through and um, how he views what happened with uh, Miles's origin, it makes sense that he's kind of like, you don't belong. But at the same time, it's like he's proven time and time again that he's good enough to be Spider-Man. He is Spider-Man. And it was just, it was a good reveal because it made you kind of recontextualize the whole thing. And it made the, um, the Spider-Verse people, um, despite being antagonists, you kind of understood why they feel that he can't be included. Um, but at the same time, it, it, it makes Miguel look like a really terrible person with how he reacts to everything. Um, and then sets up probably one of the best twists of the movie. So I thought it was the whole thing, that whole action sequence with all of them, with him going through, trying to escape and just confronting all these different spider people and then leading up to the big confrontation with Miguel. It was just an incredible, like, I don't know how long it was, 10, 15 minutes. It was just yeah. amazing. And then Miguel getting really, really villainous and the saying, yeah. like, you don't belong here. You're not, you know, yeah. you're not supposed to be here. Yeah, that was all really, really good because you saw the the conflict going from, listen, dude, I'm trying to look out for you. This is what has to happen. I know it's tough to straight up anger. And, yeah. you know, I, you know, you're going to ruin all of this if you don't just let us do what we have to do. So, yeah. uh, Meg, let's get your thoughts just on the big revelation and the reveal and uh, the big twist, the, the first twist, I guess, of many, of uh, Miles being the original anomaly. I thought it was so well done because um, I, I think that he, um, I think Miles is such a unique version of Spider-Man and to think that like he wasn't supposed to exist and he's not supposed to be around is mm. like, I feel like a lot of kids probably feel that way. So to have a hero that is like, Oh, I'm not supposed to be the way I am, but I am. So I have to figure it out. And the world like kind of like shutting you out. I think that's good. That's a great um, hero for them to look up to. Um, yeah. I think in the movie, it was really well done. You know, like he's not supposed to be in this like super cool Spider-Man universe. Like, of you know it's a whole movie i'm thinking like why isn't why isn't miles in this why doesn't she just recruit him you know he has like <laughs> yeah. these crazy cool powers and the then you find out powers. yeah and then you find out like oh it's because he's not supposed to be spider-man and <laughs> it's like i think that was her way of just being like oh it's pretty selective and then they show up and it's like thousands upon thousands of different yeah, spider-men uh, i, I love the that line right? he's like i thought this was like an elite strike team or whatever there's like thousands <laughs> yeah. of people like, oh some of these are part-time and i'm like oh, okay um but um speaking of spider-man 2099 miguel i thought that um the way they handled him was really well done and mm -hmm. the whole time i'm thinking i'm like he kind of reminds me of um uh, Michael Shannon's General Zod in a way because yeah. uh, Michael Shannon's General Zod like he has one purpose like he was created to um, keep Krypton safe and to yep. save his people mm -hmm. yeah and the vibe I get from Miguel is like he is like the one Spider-Man that has to keep the universe and keep the Spider-Man timeline put together mm -hmm. and kept together and when an anomaly like this happens he needs to like snuff it out general zod wanted to recreate krypton on earth and S superman was in his way he wanted to destroy superman mm -hmm. um so i think that 
I definitely get those vibes to an extent, but done in like a like different way, obviously. Um, yeah, I could see the, that for sure. Yeah, the end fight or like the chase, I thought was really really cool, especially when you find out, like the audience, you know that he went to Earth forty two because they show you, but he didn't know that at the time, and Gwen doesn't know that at the time. But when they, when you, as the audience, see them both figure it out, it's like, oh shit, what are you gonna yeah. do now? Like <laughs> yeah, they, they don't really, they don't really like try to hide it. Like they show yeah. you, but like you forget that, like they even mentioned earlier in the movie that the machine specifically sends you to where it like reads your DNA, yeah, where, like, spider DNA is from, and I like completely I forgot about that. Catch that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it shows yeah. it is it it like scans his eye and then you see the computer screen go like uh, yes. earth detected earth 42 or something like yep. that. And I'm like, "Oh shit, that's where the spider's from." <laughs> watching it watching it like the second time too, I notice even um when he puts his coat on in earth 42, mm-hmm. it's got the purple hood instead yeah. of the red and it's like it's more prowler looking colors and like there's like mm-hmm. subtle little hints like that and even like when he first arrives on that earth, there's that whole beautiful sequence where he's kind of like, you just get the mental images of like what he's thinking about and like remembering right. as he's swinging. Mm-hmm. And so he's not even thinking about what his surroundings look like, which as we see, the whole world is like on fire, essentially. But yeah. he doesn't even notice at first because he's too traumatized by everything he's going through. So I thought that was like a genius way of like kind of getting him and us to not think about where we are really. And what I so, did like was when he first showed up in Earth 42, all the buildings and stuff are like green. And mm-hmm. I know that like is Miles Morales Spider-Man, like number one, the first cover is Miles standing on a building and all of the surrounding buildings around him are all like green. And I was like, oh, shit, that looks just like the comic. That's so cool. That is I uh, I thought the end, the last 20 minutes of this were brilliant and uh this is why it gets important like it's not important but it's great if you can to see the like see these like comic book movies or just movies that you're into with your with your like your closest friends who are also Mm -hmm. into the same thing because i'm watching this and i'm freaking out and i'm calling things out Mm -hmm. and i know pat is just like looking at me like he's like because pat already got it i didn't recognize I didn't yeah. realize that we were in another universe until I don't know. Well, I don't know, man. So he gets there. Everything's different. Me mm-hmm. personally, because man, you're talking about you. You're talking as if you knew, and I'm like, what? <laughs> I didn't it, know it does show you. But it's all. like a very split second. Like it it's shows correct, you the computer yeah. monitor, and then it goes away. So I didn't know, and his mom comes in. And she's talking, but then the second time around, you realize that her hair is darker. Her mm-hmm. eyes are a different color. She she she's making no mention of his father, yeah, at all. When, like he, just, when he mentions him, she kind of brushes yeah. it off. Yeah. She kind yeah, she kind of winces a little bit. Like why? Like like yeah. you know why are you bringing up your dad right now? Mm-hmm. And uh, at this point, I'm like, okay, so like, what's this is a great scene. Like, what's happening? Then he's like, I'm Spider Man. And initially, I was upset because I was like, dude, don't do the MCU thing when you make it a yeah. joke. Where she's like, who's Spider-Man? Now, the audience that, that I've seen it with both times, they they both, everyone does like an awkward laugh. Because it's more like a, because uh, it's like, it was, it's, people are kind of uneasy at the scene. Like, is, he, is she serious? Or what's going on? 
And then you finally realize, like I, like, I don't know when it clicked for you guys, but it clicked for me when I just frig- I figured out that Gwen is not there, dude. So mm-hmm. where is she? Where are you? And that's what I'm like, oh, he's in another universe. And then he glitches. And I remember like Thursday night when he glitches, my audience is like, my audience freaks out when he glitched. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, you know, what they what they been so great at showing these past two movies is that when you glitch that means you're not you're not in the right universe and he's glitching uncle aaron comes in and shit is just going crazy (laughs) at this point i'm just like oh my god uh he says you took your braids out and so that is just crazy and then uh we get we get into when him and uncle aaron leave uh someone clocks the shit out of miles and initially i was like wait who is this is this like is this miguel what is happening and then i don't know if i don't know if pat remembers but while they're talking there's a moment where miles is like pleading for uncle aaron to let him go he's like let me go you don't have to be the prowler you don't have to be the prowler like it's okay we can work this out and then the music drops, and all Uncle Aaron says is, I'm not. Mm-hmm. And then that's when I turn to Pat, and I'm like, Miles is the fucking prowler. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And then you look up, and then they finally do the reveal, and it's it's Miles as this universe's prowler. And I thought that reveal was so great. And yep. they even got another voice actor to do – not a voice actor, but like they got they got Jarrell Jerome from Moonlight uh, to be this universe's Miles, and I just thought that was incredible the way they did all of that, the whole universe thing. I feel like with any other studio or filmmakers, that could have been really campy and cheesy, but mm-hmm. yep. I thought that was all great. So it was like a, it was like a better yeah. version of. Um the like sinister strange from multiverse of madness yeah. where you see yeah. him where like that was fine but it wasn't handled in like a way that had nearly the impact that this did yeah i thought i completely agree the way they handled it was just great the music the score was going crazy at this time then i thought this is this so around this time when this is happening i thought we have like 30 45 minutes left and I was like, I was so in. I was yeah. so pumped. And then it cut, and I wasn't even angry. I was so excited. Mm. I was so happy with what, what, what they ended up doing. And one thing a lot of people are not, like, mentioning. Miles, at the end of the movie, he's like, he. you can tell that he's more confident in his powers and in his abilities than when he's talking to the other universes, Rio, he's like, I beat them all. You know, when he does like a big powerful stance, like I, I beat them all. I beat all the Spider-Men and I got away. And you can tell that right now, like the Miles that we know now, he's more confident. He's not the Miles from the first movie that was, you know, from like early in the first movie where he was cowardice and stuff. Like he he is Spider-Man. And you can tell because at first when it's revealed that it's him that he's looking at, and Uncle Aaron does not does not know him. He doesn't know what to do. You can tell that he's like he's horrified in his facial expressions. Mm-hmm. He's he's so scared. And then when they cut back to him, his face turned from scared to like, okay, all right, we got to fight. Then we got to fight. And 
they show his like hand kind of spark a little bit. Mm-hmm. So he's gonna get out of it, obviously. But yeah, I just thought the ending was I thought the ending was great. So uh let's go to you, Pat. The ending, all of that shit. Oh my Thoughts. god. Uh, <laughs> it was it was a lot. And it, it kind of dawned on me, I think as the Miles reveal was happening, I think I, I thought there's no way that they're wrapping this up in this movie. There's no way. Like I because I was like it it doesn't feel as long as it does the movie in general. I feel like it goes by at a nice pace, but yeah. I was feeling like there's just no way we're going to, cause we still had like the spot to deal with. And we had like Miguel was out there. I'm like, there's no way that they're going to, and like, it felt like we were getting towards the end. And then when the narration starts and like, when you see spot come into like miles's universe, I was like, okay, I really started to accept like, this is about to be a cliffhanger. Um, and it was an incredible feeling. Um, by the end, I was just mostly excited. Um, I don't know. It just, it got me, it felt like, um, not like the best movie, but one of the best movie cliffhangers I've ever seen was Pirates yeah. of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest. When uh, Jeffrey Rush's Barbosa comes down the stairs and it's like this huge reveal and it's like you get hyped for the next movie that's like a year away. It felt like that when I haven't felt that feeling since then, probably where I was just like freaking out with excitement over the whole thing. So I don't know. I think it was a really successful twist and cliffhanger. And I think it was a smart move for a story like this to split it in half. And that while some people like the guy in the second screening I was in might be upset <laughs> that they have to wait. Um, I think it was a smart move and I think it, it made it so there's enough time to really feel everything that this movie made you feel. And then I'm sure beyond the spider verse is going to make us feel as well. Yeah, I completely agree. hundred percent completely agree. Uh, Meg, how about you? What did you think about the last maybe 20, 25 minutes in the ending, the way it ended? Um, I thought it was amazing. Uh, like you guys said, it was hard to think that it was going to like be long, like it was going to wrap up within however long, because the movie went by really fast. So when uh, it's revealed that that Miles is uh, Prowler in Earth 42, I'm like, okay, are they going to fight? What is going to happen? Like this movie has <laughs> to almost be done. Like this is crazy. And then his fingers get electrified. You see his face and I'm just like, okay. And then black screen. I was like, no way i was like oh like it it is a really great really great cliffhanger and i miss those kind of cliffhangers in movies especially Mm. when there's a cliffhanger ending and then there's no like end credits like there's no uh, cameos you know like that's the end of the movie that's what you're getting so you know there's nothing else so now you have to wait you know (laughs) anticipation (laughs) um and i I thought i thought the way it ended was awesome there was really no one in my screening that was upset um yeah i do agree though i wish they would have put like the date of the next one so people like didn't have to be like oh i gotta wait x amount of years you know Mm -hmm. um i loved it though i love the reveal and the way it like you know it twists and you're like oh yeah he definitely isn't home because like he's having this full-fledged conversation with his mom and his mom knows who spider-man is like there's no way that she doesn't you see in the first movie that they're watching tv and it's talking about spider-man so like she knows exactly, who it is. yeah and then boom it's like oh just kidding uncle aaron is alive and i think he's starting to realize like oh shit 
I'm not, <laughs> this isn't my home. Like, cause even his room looked a little bit different when he jumped through mm-hmm. the window. I was like, is this mm-hmm. like a different room in his house? I don't understand. Uh, but I think the way it ended was really good. And it just makes you even more excited for like the next one, because that movie, like it's a five out of five for me. Like that has to be like my favorite Spider-Man movie as someone that's not like super knowledgeable about Spider-Man. It was cool mm-hmm. to see like, Oh, well there, this, there's this version of Spider-Man. So if you want to like read about this guy, you don't have to read about Peter Parker <laughs> or <laughs> these movies don't just have to be about Peter Parker. Yeah. Um, so I think it makes like people that are like casual fans, you know, there's like stepping stones where there's a Spider-Man character for everyone. And I don't know, the way it ended was awesome. I liked everything about this movie. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, man, I, yeah, like you said, just, I was just very appreciative of what I got. I'm very happy for, I think this is a really great time just for representation in these movies because, you know, last week we got a Little Mermaid movie with the Black Mermaid. We got we got a Spider-Man movie right here. It's breaking all types of animated movie records. And he's a Black Spider-Man amongst other diversified Spider-People and stuff. And it's just great. It's great. I would have loved this as a kid. So now seeing it for, you know, the next generation. Uh, and it was great on Thursday when I went just to see just all of how mainstream miles has gotten in five years is has been just something really incredible to see because the kids on all their shirts and their mask and it was just really really cool to see so i loved what they did here so to cap off this discussion i wanted to ask you guys next year beyond the spider-verse what's next what are we like? What's gonna happen in the Beyond the Spider Verse? How do you think that's gonna play out? Do you think it's gonna be right after, like they're gonna just pick up right where this left off? Uh, Pat, what do you think? I think they're gonna pick up right where it left off, and I do think the spot who kind of spent the second half of this movie kind of stepping aside to let the Spider Verse stuff happen. I do think the spot is gonna be become like a huge multiversal threat that's going to require everyone to you know unite as equal spider people um to try to take him out and i I noticed something online which kind of blew my mind and i don't know if it was intentional but if it was it's amazing there was that um the, the art that miles did in the first movie that showed just like his silhouette and how he felt about himself on the wall and it was just a black silhouette and it looks a lot like how the spot now looks so the kind of the kind of um the spot kind of represents what miles like has felt in his past where he doesn't really know where he belongs or he feels like he belongs in too many places and um i think that's going to become more of a central part in the next one i think he's going to kind of repair the relationship and show the other spider people that he's worthy to be among them and then the spot's going to be much more of a a problem um that's my theory (laughs) even even you know how they did you know the movie ends and they're doing like the uh the end credits those first end credits uh he's just going through holes and it's Mm -hmm. like it's very it's perfect uh symbolism of what's happening right now and that he's just going to be bouncing all over the place until he makes it back home and uh yeah i'm hoping this means that 
Prowler Miles and Uncle Aaron can help them, you know, Ooh, yeah. I'd like like fight a little bit and then, you know, let's go be brothers or something. I don't know. <laughs> like, let's let's go do this <laughs> together. And then we have we have Prowler Miles with Spider-Man. And yeah, I don't know, dude, I'm pumped. Meg, where do you think they go here? They go from here as far as beyond the Spider-Verse. I'm hoping that because you know in the first movie it's like oh, I'm Miles Morales I was bitten by a radioactive spider and now I have super the uh, Spider-Man powers and they did mm-hmm. it in the second one and I'm really hoping that there's like a really short recap like right at the <sighs> beginning where he's like oh, I, I bet you wonder how I got in this situation <laughs> and then it goes into like a fight um yeah. Yeah, it would be really cool to see them team up. Like they're just like beating each other up, and they're like, oh, "Wait a second, like we can figure this out in a different way." Because it would be cool to see Prowler Miles and Spider Man Miles like team up. Um, but other than that, I have no idea what to expect. I mean, I obviously want to see Miguel be even more sinister and crazy, mm-hmm. and just like. I want to see more of like the vampire side because I think we got to see a lot of the cool like Spider-Man side. Um, It would be cool to see more of more characters of the Sinister Six. I know we've seen uh, like when they were going through the Spider-Man like headquarters area, there was like a bunch of Doc Ox and stuff. And I even heard um, Alfred Molino. He's like, like, hey, Peter. Um, Oh, you did hear that. I didn't catch that. yeah, Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, it's crazy. <laughs> so I'm hoping to see more of like the Sinister Six and stuff like that. But other than that, I really have no I'm just ready. I'm buckled in for the ride. I love the uh Ms. Stereo. The uh yeah. the, the regular <laughs> rhino. Yeah. yeah, regular rhino. What do they say about Craven? Like a weird out Craven or something like that. Yeah, weird Craven yeah. or something. Yeah. Oh man, that was just yeah, that was that was a great. That was that was all great. And you know, and and, and again the movie doesn't stop for all that. They're walking past the yeah. hallway, so they mention mm-hmm. all these characters. Cool, great, you know. So I, I loved all of that. But uh, all right, everyone, that is it. That is our spoiler discussion for Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. I highly, highly recommend it if you haven't seen it to please go check it out and please see it. Please, please, please. It is so worth the money. But uh, let's go around. Let's get everyone's social media. Let's start with you, Pat. Let everyone know they can follow you. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at this Pat guy. Also, my YouTube channel is called Agamotto. Um, yeah, it was great being here talking about this. I want the MCU to take notes for their multiverse saga. This is how you do a multiverse story properly. Um, yeah. <laughs> Listen, I said, I said on the review, I said, MCU, just stop while you're ahead. Stop. Just right. stop. <laughs> right. Stop. As far as multiverse, let the, let the Spider-Verse people handle it. I know. Uh, I know. Just let this go. Although I do expect them to try to pick these guys up for something. Yeah. I don't 100%. want it to happen, but I know after the – I know they tried it with the Daniels. They're, they're definitely going to try it with Lauren Miller. You know, yep. so – Well, they wrote that. a script for The Flash, if you remember that. Did they really? Uh, I did yeah, they wrote, a, they wrote a treatment for The Flash. So <laughs> that sucks. Let me Imagine that. how cool that would have been. I know, I know. But listen, uh, <laughs> yeah, I this is what I've been missing for my, my comic book movies. The next one we got coming up is Flash. We'll see what happens. But I mean, this movie, at least I got this, you know, in yeah, a year sure. of like, ah, oh, dude, what are we doing? Like, at least I have this, you know, just uh, ah. It's my favorite movie of the year, so just really, really happy about it. All right, Meg, let everyone know where they can follow you. Uh, 
You can follow me on any form of social media except for like Facebook as uh, at WonderMeg with an underscore. Um, so that's Instagram, YouTube, Vero, Twitter, you know, whatever. Yes, Meg actually has a first and last name. I was shook. I was yeah. baffled. I found that. <laughs> All right. You can follow me on Twitter at Cinemaniac94. You can follow the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Cinemania World. And that is it, everyone. Thank you guys for joining us. My name is Dwayne. That was Meg and Pat. I'll be back later with Larry to get get into all the box office for Spider-Verse. So stay tuned for that. And that is it. Thank you guys for joining us. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye.